We're going to begin today a series of studies that will be in the book of Acts. And uh, uh, if you have your Bible, you might like to turn to the first chapter of Acts. The introduction and the ascension will be the part that we will read about today. Uh, last Sunday we talked about the miracle of the loaves and the fishes and is recorded for us in the gospel according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I said that a good New Testament uh, teacher sometimes throws his students a curve by asking them uh, to name the one miracle which is recorded that Jesus performed by all four records of the gospel. And of course it is that feeding of the 5,000 which made such a vivid impression upon them all. Uh, then uh, there is also, if I were to ask you to name uh, the great festivals of the Christian faith, a good many people would be able to say, well, of course, there is uh, Christmas, that's when Jesus was born. And uh, then there is Good Friday, that's the day on which he died. And uh, then there is uh, Easter Sunday, that's the day in which he rose from the dead. And then we would say, uh, there is Pentecost, next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. And we'll put a red cloth here, to emble, an emblem of the flame of fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit that uh, we celebrate at Pentecost time. But we will have left out the Ascension. And uh, the Ascension Day, uh, our friend Richard uh, White, who was leading us a moment ago, grew up in the Roman Catholic Church. And uh, in Richard's church, uh, they're very careful to celebrate the festival uh, of the Ascension. In fact, I have a Christian brother who uh, loves to play golf very much. And uh, his first employer was a shoemaker, and his first job was a shoeshine boy in uh, his place. And then later, he became a very famous theologian, studied over to Amsterdam, and came back. And he loved his old buddy, who was a Croatian, a, a very devout Roman Catholic. And uh, they had arranged to play golf one morning at 6 o'clock. And uh, so my friend had to get up at 5 in order to be able to tee off at 6. And on the way to the golf course, uh, it, the Roman Catholic friend of his looked out at the Roman Catholic Church and saw lines of people waiting to go into church. And he said, oh, stop, stop the car. He said, I've got to get out. Uh, he said, today is the festival of the Ascension. And golf shoes and all, he trooped into the uh, church. And my friend didn't get to play uh, golf at that time, and he thought, here I am, a Protestant minister carrying a Catholic to Ascension thing. And then, uh, then it got him. And he thought, well, why don't we make more of the Ascension? What does it mean in the Creed when we say that our Lord, Jesus Christ, has ascended to God's right hand? And then he began to study it. And then great blessings came to him as he did. Well, Luke, the beloved physician, who has already written for us the gospel according to Luke, now gives us uh, an account. He, this is volume two, so he starts over a little bit with his uh, 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 prologue, uh, the introduction or dedication to his friend Theophilus, uh, which means lover of God, and it may have been, um, well, listen to Luke. The first account I composed Theophilus about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day when he was taken up, after he had by the Holy Spirit given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. 
To these he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. And gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard of from me. For John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And so when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time that you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the remotest parts of the earth. After he had said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was departing, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. And they also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. And then they returned to Jerusalem from the moment from the mountain called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying, that is, Peter and John and James and Andrew and Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Amen. May God bless to our understanding this reading from his word. O oh God, our Father, we bless you for these sweet old songs of the faith that express so warmly and well uh, what each of us would like to have as the desire of our heart that we want to be a Christian in our heart. We want to be a Christian in our head. We want to love Jesus more every day. And we pray that as a result of having come to church today, that this will be our experience. Uh, we are thankful for our missionaries of the cross who have gone to many places, many in this congregation here. And we pray that you will look over their needs this day. We pray for the meeting of the General Assembly of our denomination. We pray also, Father, that you will take these gifts which we bring and that you will superintend their use, that every penny given may do nothing except bring glory and honor to the name of Christ Jesus. And now make the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts to be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Probably tonight on some of the documentaries and 
tomorrow and the next day you will be seeing over and over again on television the recounting of the great invasion that took place at Normandy, D-Day. All of us who can remember that time, even though some of us were perhaps in high school, uh, some of you probably participated in it, uh, I can remember selling newspapers that day in the town where I grew up, announcing that that time had come. I can remember also the President of the United States going on the radio and asking people to pray and him leading our country in prayer by radio. There was a huge army base near where I live and I can remember the solemnity of the occasion because many of those men who were stationed there in the 99th Division and the 102nd Division would later be going uh, to Europe to be fighting. I can remember trying to fathom all of the greatness of that mass of men and ships and material that must have been assembled there in England. Someone had said that England was so tiny and so much American arms and material were there that they thought the whole island would sink under the weight of it. The people uh, were preparing for that enormous event that was to take place. But when D-Day came and the decision had to be made it was well remembered that there were swells out at sea, that the weather was deteriorating, that uh, General Eisenhower, who was the supreme Allied commander, had 